Happy Christmas, Family Church Havens! Have a wonderful time together and we look forward to seeing you all soon. Ho, ho, ho! Ho, 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 ho! <laughs> well, good evening, Family Church Haven. A massive welcome to you. I hope you are loving the Christmas jumper this evening. Look, it comes complete with belt and with legs as well. Who knew, eh? So hopefully you've got a Christmas jumper on. If you haven't, it doesn't matter, you're good. Uh, but you maybe have got a mulled wine on the go, a mince pie in your hand, uh, but we are heading towards Christmas time and the kids are now off school for their Christmas holidays. Maybe you've had your last day at work or you're about to have your last day at work and we are heading towards the end of this crazy year and heading towards a celebration of Christmas time and so tonight we're just gonna have a short broadcast where we hear some carols from our worship team um, but also just a short word that I've got on my heart to encourage you but I just wanted to spend a moment right at the beginning of this broadcast to just say thank you to you as a congregation you know this year has been a very different year that's putting it mildly and for some it maybe has been a difficult year not just because of the obvious COVID situation, but maybe this year you has lost a loved one, maybe you've lost employment. There's just been difficulties in your life. And yet in amongst all the difficulties, I see that there's been some real positives for us as a church community. Yes, it's been a year where we've had to adapt. Yes, it's been a year where everything that we've known has been turned upside down and flipped upside down on its head. Yet I see so many positives that we've experienced as family church haven't. I think of all the Sunday mornings that we've been doing on Zoom. We've built some great memories that will be kept forever. Kirsty and I and the, and the girls as well have really enjoyed that time of just doing life with you on a Sunday morning before watching the online church, the, the times of worship that we've done together online. Uh, I think of all that's happened with the youth and how they've kept going over this time, the growth of Connect Groups. There's been so many positives in amongst the difficulties of this year. And so right at the outset of tonight, Kirsty and I just wanted to say thank you to you, our church community. We want to say thank you um, for your prayers that have kept us going this year. We want to thank you for your support and your encouragement and just the fact that we are one big family together. I want to thank you for your involvement. You know, even though this year has been so different, people have still been faithfully serving in different ways. Our community is still being loved. People within our church community as well are still being cared for and encouraged. There's so much good that's taking place. So I want to thank you for your faithful giving, financial giving, whether that's week in, week out, your monthly tithes, or whether that's you just sowing generously into our vision offering that took place in October that enables us to look forward into 2021 with a lot of purpose on our hearts. Just thank you, thank you, thank you for who you have been, for your faithfulness towards God primarily and your faithfulness towards our church community. In amongst all the difficulties, there have been a lot and a lot of positives. And so here we are tonight, looking forward to Christmas. Maybe you've got your plans ready for somewhat of a different Christmas, but you're ready. And as we focus in this evening on the Christmas account, you know, one thing speaks loud. One thing shouts through the Christmas story. That in amongst all the chaos, God's promises prevail. You know, on that very first Christmas evening, that very first account, Yes, there wasn't a global pandemic taking place, but there was chaos. There was mess. And even in the midst of a mess lay the Messiah. In the midst of the chaos, God's purposes 
prevailed. And that gives us hope tonight. Tonight, we're looking at this thought that there is hope, that God's promises will always still prevail. The Christmas story tells us something tonight, that God is for you, that God is not against you, that God loves you, that God can work out his plans for your life, even in the midst of what may seem like a chaotic and difficult and different season. So tonight, we're going to hear from the worship team as they sing right now uh, a few carols and then I'm going to come back and just share a Christmas message that I pray encourages you tonight. So get that mince pie ready, get the mulled wine ready or your cocoa, whatever it is you're having tonight. Enjoy what we have in store for you.
Thank you to the worship team uh, for those Christmas songs and I hope you're feeling somewhat Christmassy this evening and a big shout out and a thank you to George who spent time putting that all together. I want to tonight on our last Sunday Night Local of the year, we're going to take a two week break and then we're going to be back on the 10th of January. So 10th of January, 8pm, a whole new teaching series that we're going to look at so make sure that you tune in for that. But tonight on our last Sunday Night Local of the year. I want to of course focus in on the Christmas narrative and there's so many different angles and so many different things that you could look at when it comes to the biblical record of that very first Christmas, the time when Jesus was born and we could look at it from the account of Mary couldn't we and look at how the angel came to Mary in an overlooked town of Nazareth and how Mary responded with obedience to the call of God upon her life that she through fear and put aside all the opinions of man and what people may have said of her to follow the call that God had for her and she walked in obedience to that a great account when we look at the life of Mary. We could look at the account from the angle of Joseph and how he chose to put logic aside to trust in the word of God. That the angel came to him with a word from God that said what Mary is saying is true and he chose to walk in obedience again to the word of God upon his life and the part that he would play in the narrative of the birth of our Saviour. We could look at it from the side of the shepherds that on that very first Christmas an angel came to the lowest in society and came with a message that a saviour had been born, that the angels said it was good news for all people that would bring great joy, that the saviour had arrived on the earth. And that very first Christmas, the lowest in society, the people who were pushed to one side were allowed to come into the presence of God. There's so much within that. So we can look at it from Mary or Joseph or the shepherds, there's so many different angles, but tonight I wanna look at it from the angle of a wise man. Now, every year across our nation, there are people singing carols. We three kings of Orientar. There are children who have crowns on their head and three of them go to the front of a nativity and play their part in a nativity story. There's Christmas cards that we send all around the country depicting three kings walking into the stable to meet a baby. The reality is there was probably a whole lot more than three of them. The Bible never says there were three. The truth is they weren't kings, they were wise men. And the reality is that they didn't see Jesus until he was a lot older than a baby. They visited in a home, not in the stable around a manger. Now I've probably just ruined the whole Christmas account for some of you, but please don't switch off because I believe there's a word that God has for you. But we understand that even though we've built this tradition that they were wise men, we've even got names for them. The Bible just reveals that they were Magi, wise men from the East. So they were most likely from a modern day Iran around Persia. And, and these wise men had traveled between 800 to 900 miles to see Jesus. Now, as I said, it's often thought that there were three wise men because there were three gifts and so logic just tells you. But actually the reality is there were more likely a large cavalry of these wise men who first went to Herod and then went to see Jesus. Let's read these verses. Matthew chapter 2 verses 1 to 2. It says, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose and we have come to worship him. Skip down to verse 11. 
It says they entered the house and saw the child with his mother Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasure chests and gave him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. You know, there's so much that we don't know about these wise men. And it's clear to me that Matthew's interest really isn't on the Magi. It's not really on the wise men. It's more on the gifts that they brought Jesus. Now, of course, they brought these gifts to Jesus as an act of worship. These gifts were expensive in their nature. It showed the importance of Jesus. They brought it as an act of worship. And yet each gift prophetically tells us something about Jesus. And I believe tells us something that's relevant to you and to me in the year 2020 at the end of what has been a somewhat different year. Let's look at these gifts just for a moment. The gift of gold. That gold was a gift that was given by these wise men to Jesus. Gold was a gift often given to royalty, often given to kings. And we know that in Matthew chapter 27 verse 11, Jesus confirms that he is indeed the king of the Jews as he responds to Pontius Pilate just as he's about to be crucified. We know him today as the king of kings. And I want to encourage you tonight that he came to establish a kingdom on the earth, the kingdom of God, that is an unshakable kingdom. And no matter what has been going on this year, here's the good news. Jesus Christ is still the King of Kings. The King is still on the throne. And 2020 may have been a year of upheaval. It may have been a year of chaos. It may even be a year that has been characterized in your life by fear. But Jesus is still the King of kings. Jesus is still in charge. His kingdom shall know no end. His kingdom is unshakable. And that's the king you serve today. You know, last week on Sunday Night Local, we looked at who God was, the names of God, and we saw one of the names was Jehovah Nissi. The Lord is my banner. Listen, Jesus will always lead you into triumphant victory. He is the king of kings. This Christmas time, as you settle down and share presents and do all the things that encompass Christmas. I want to encourage you to remember Jesus Christ is still in charge. It may look like the world is in chaos. It may look like you you don't have a clue what's coming next, what's just around the corner, yet we can still know God is still in control. Jesus is still on the throne. The gift of gold reminds us he is the king of kings and worthy of our greatest worship. Then there was a king of the, the gift of frankincense, wasn't there? Frankincense is an aromatic—I'll try and say that properly—aromatic. There we go, clear resin, and it's taken from the trees from northern India and Arabia. And what they would do is they would burn it as incense, and it, it created this really fragrant and pleasing aroma. Exodus chapter thirty, verse thirty-four, talks of it being used in worship in sacrificial worship uh, as something that would be a pleasing aroma to the Lord. See, it was never used in sin offerings. It was always something that was used as an act of worship, a worship offering. And I want to use this gift to remind you tonight that our worship is a pleasing aroma to the Lord. In spite of all that's going on, in spite of all that this year may have thrown at you, I want to encourage you, remain a people of worship. 
Now, as we always teach, that's not just about singing a couple of songs on a Sunday morning. Worship is about the way that we live. Worship is about our mindset. Worship is about how we are in the workplace, who we are in our family. The way that we live is one of worship. This Christmas time, I want to encourage you to let your response to Jesus be pure worship. Not just worship in singing, but worship in the way that we live. Romans 12 verse 1, a well-known verse, it says, Therefore I urge you, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper act of worship. The message paraphrase talks about taking your everyday ordinary life and placing it before God as an offering. As we end one year and we get ready to step into another year, let Christmas be a reminder to you that Jesus is a king who is worthy of our greatest worship, not just in the songs that we sing, but in the life that we choose to live in order to honour him. And finally, the gift of myrrh. Now myrrh is a a kind of an odd gift for a baby. It's not a a gift that you bring to a baby shower. It was used uh, as a resin also from Arabia. And the whole reason for this resin was to prepare someone for burial. So this gift that they were giving to a young child was actually speaking of death. Now again, of course, that's speaking prophetically about the death that Jesus came to the earth that would be a death that would free us from our sin and bring us back into union with the Father. Matthew chapter 28, sorry, Matthew 20 verse 28, Jesus says that he came as a ransom for myrrh, for, for many. Myrrh symbolizes suffering. Myrrh symbolizes affliction. And it reminds us that our Savior knew what it was like to experience difficulty. At the end of a year that has been difficult for many, you need to know your Savior knows what it's like to face difficulty. Your Savior knows what it's like to go through trials. Your Savior died for you and encourages us tonight because we know that death is not final, that Jesus rose victorious, that there is life after death, that there is hope even when it looks all over. So tonight, as we remember the wise men who brought their gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh, we remember that those gifts meant something. Now, of course, today we give gifts. Maybe you've been out this week crazily doing your Christmas shopping, getting the last minute gifts. But I want to remind you of the greatest gift ever given. Of course, his name is Jesus. That God looked down on humanity and chose to give us his greatest gift. And this gift encourages us at the end of 2020, this year that will live long in the memory, that he is still the King of Kings, that he is still worthy of our worship and there is still hope and victory even in the midst of difficulty. Thank God for Jesus. What a gift he was and is to us. Listen, as we end tonight and as we end this year, I want to prophesy over your life that 2021 is going to be a great year for you. That's not hype. That's not something that we just happen to say at the beginning of the year. I believe that your faithfulness this year will be rewarded as you're going to see God's favor and blessing upon your life. So as we end tonight, and we're going to hear some more music in a moment, but as we end tonight, I want to just pray for you 
as we close. Heavenly Father, I pray for everybody watching tonight. Father, at the end of this year, it's been somewhat chaotic and different and difficult for many people. Lord, I thank you that you have been faithful, that you have brought them through, that you have been at work in and through their lives, even in the midst of trial. And Father, we just speak life over 2021. Father, we just speak increase. We will be a people who will not shrink back, but will step up into all that you have for us. So Father, we speak health and blessing and favour and prosperity upon each and every single one of the people watching this evening. Father, we speak expansion and growth over Family Church Haven, not just numerically, but spiritually that next year will be a year where once again we deepen in our love and our relationship with you. Father, we thank you for all that you've been doing this year, for all that we've seen your hand in over the last 12 months. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hey, God bless you, Family Church, and have an incredible Christmas.